Welcome to the Caring Advisor Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Elizabeth Brickman, the Caring Advisor. Would you like to experience financial happiness? As a former finance professional credentialed in biblical finance, I want to help you close the gaps, heal the hurts, and put God at the center of your finances. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how to use a season of poverty to build muscles for wealth. I have personally been through seasons of poverty, and many of us have, but just going through a season of poverty does not in any way ensure that future seasons will be good. But if we do it the right way, we can get something wonderful from it. In fact, being poor might help you be rich. Now, here's some great advice. Please memorize it. Stamp it in your mind. A season of poverty, if used shrewdly and correctly, can give you such great lessons of life in the Lord. And you can use these lessons to truly profit, hugely profit, financially and most of all, spiritually. Yes, I just want to be crystal clear, dear ones, that the very thing that is so awful and difficult for you in the present can be the very thing that leads you later to godly wealth. The truth of this is staggering. So today, I want to use our time to help you learn how exactly to squeeze and extract the last ounce, that last drop of profit out of your season of poverty. You know, when I use expensive makeup or an expensive perfume, I try to squeeze that very last bit out. Actually, I do that with toothpaste too. And that's what I would like you to do. Squeeze the very last ounce of profit out of poverty, and I'm going to show you how. Now, did I say a season of poverty? Hmm. Yes, I did. Because when it comes to poverty, the biggest mistake we could make is to think it's a permanent state. Poverty is very likely a season, maybe a long season, and certainly a cold, dark, unbearably frustrating, and challenging season. But poverty does not have to be adopted by you as a permanent season. I kind of think of poverty as winter. It's dark, it's bare, there's no sunlight, there's no financial nourishment coming in. But it would be a huge mistake to set the status of poor or poverty into stone like cement. In fact, the time frame you use to think about and talk about and describe your season of poverty could actually create risk and threat. So watch your self-talk, and as I always say, make sure your self-talk is God talk, because poverty is not a permanent state. Whether you started out poor or you got roughly thrown into poor by some hideous circumstance, poverty doesn't have to be permanent. Do not cement it. Put the cement away. Put it away in your mind 
in your hand, in your plan, and in your prayer, because spring is in the air and summer's coming soon. So, now that we are clear-headed about the time frame that it's temporary and not permanent, let's get down to the important business of building your future financial muscles. Guy and I have worked out with a personal trainer for many years, and it's amazing to me to see how many different muscles we have to work on to consider it a full workout. I worked out actually this morning before coming to the studio, and there was no just standing there and lifting a few weights. Nope. We have to build our triceps and our biceps and our quads and glutes and hamstrings and back and chest muscles. And just when the hour is almost up and I'm thinking I can't take anymore, the trainer says, oh no, we still have to work the shoulder muscles. Well, dear one, money is like that too. It requires a lot of muscle building in a lot of different areas. You can't just work on one or two areas and consider that you have built any muscle at all. Now, when it comes to muscle building, There is good news and there's bad news. Which do you want first? Okay, I'll give you the bad news first. Guess what would happen if I stopped working out? I would lose muscle mass. I would lose strength. Muscles would shrivel up. More, in in terms of muscle, would become less. Strength would yield to weakness. So as you build money muscles, you're going to have to stick with it, even when your season of poverty is done. Now you won't have to be perfect, but you will have to keep an eye out. Now I know you want good news. So here's good news about building financial muscles. And really, it's great news. First, muscles have memory. It is a fact that once you build a muscle, including a money muscle, It retains a memory of what you did, making it easier and easier to do the right thing again. With physical muscles and with financial muscles, muscles have memory. Next, muscles make you strong. Some of us are afraid to be strong because we think God is mean and will make us suffer. Well, the fact is we live in an imperfect world We live among imperfect people and with naturally imperfect results. But when your muscle is strong, you don't feel the pain. About a year or two after I had started working out, my cousin came to visit, Cousin Janet. I reached into the trunk of her car and I easily lifted her big piece of luggage right out of there. It wasn't heavy lifting for me. It was like nothing to me. Because when you are strong, you can do some heavy financial lifting too. And you won't even feel it. One more thing. Muscles are what is used by wealthy Christians to attract, grow, retain, protect, and distribute godly wealth. Okay, now you're paying attention, so I'll say it again. Muscles are what is used by wealthy Christians to attract, grow, retain, protect, and distribute godly wealth. 
what some people think is their luck is really just about muscle. I want to now tell you a whole bunch of muscles that will get a workout during your season, temporary season of poverty that will help you be able to have wealth later. So the first one, I always have to start with my favorite subject. So the first one is the muscle of generosity. Generosity muscles are deep tissue muscles that connect with so many other parts of our being and our life. I remember years ago when I hurt my knee and the physical therapist said that in order to be free of pain, I was going to have to build a lot of muscles around my knee. Well, generosity muscles touch other muscles in the area. They connect to so many parts of our lives. When we're generous, we're sensitive to others. And giving while you're poor builds muscles. Diana told me a story about someone who offered her a dollar to buy a bottle of water. And Diana had already flexed and built great generosity muscles She saw the financial status of that person who was willing to give her the water. And she wrote a check to that person's ministry for $2,500. That's the muscle of generosity in action. It involves a sensitivity to others around you and giving whether you're rich or poor. Now, the person who gave the dollar was poor and gave just as much as Diana gave. The muscle of obedience, truly knowing the Lord as owner of all, trusting him, obeying him, learning how to manage money God's way. When you build the muscle of obedience, God knows he can trust you with the responsibility of managing more of his wealth because you will be looking to him for how to distribute it. Another muscle that you can build during your time of poverty, your season of poverty, is the muscle of surrender. Because you're going to have to learn during that terrible season to do without. Now, doing without hurts at the time, but it is the most precious muscle of all. Surrender is a precious muscle. It's actually a power muscle It's a muscle that taps you into the blessing of the Lord, your God, and your provider. When you surrender your circumstance and you lay your financial burden at his feet, you suddenly have access to all the true riches and knowledge and support and resources and provision in the universe. When you bow low before him in reverent prayer and submission, maybe with repentance, he will be with you. You will experience the peace that far surpasses human understanding. You are now going to be using God math, not human math, to overcome your circumstance. Another really important muscle that you will definitely need later when you have wealth is the muscle of patience. That's knowing how to postpone gratification. That's saying no today to something that you want because you'll say yes later at the proper time. The wealthy do it all the time. 
They wait for the right timing to make a deal. They withhold immediate gratification in order to get the best conditions for whatever wealth activity they are doing. You are going to be so much stronger to have and hold wealth once you develop this special muscle. In fact, you may be thanking God one day for your season of financial suffering just for this one muscle alone that is such a gift, the muscle of patience. And then you will be building the muscle of efficiency, being frugal and efficient. Can you imagine how you will use this muscle one day, the muscle of efficiency? What if you are leading a team? What if you are building a business? What if you are working in a ministry or creating some great enterprise? The muscle of efficiency will serve you as a wealthy Christian. Another muscle that you will build during this time, this season of suffering, if you ever want a chance to live a different way, is the muscle of discipline. To become one who is sure-footed, to let your yes be yes and your no be no. Imagine the powerful stance of one who is trusted by their community because their word is always so certain and so sure. We trust people we know are disciplined. Another great muscle you can build in your season of poverty. I love this muscle. This is a fun, wonderful muscle. The muscle of ingenuity, of creatively coping with your lack, coping instead of moping. This is another giant, wonderful muscle that can help you live a fantastic life at any financial asset level. If you will build this muscle in your season of poverty, imagine what you'll do with it when a season of affluence comes. Imagine using ingenuity to creatively grow a business or ministry or enterprise or career or family using ingenuity to serve a community or an enterprise, using ingenuity when you're on a missions trip in in some far corner of the earth that does not have every tool that you need, but you make it work. Ingenuity is one of my favorite muscles to admire in others, those who always seem to turn out to be very successful. And then we have the muscle of faith, trusting what you cannot see, You see, dear one, if you always have everything you need, it's not called faith. It's right in front of you. Faith is when we trust what we cannot see. Another favorite muscle, you can tell I like muscle building, is the muscle of resilience. Oh, this one is deep and heavy and of inestimable value. I remember once during my own season of poverty, having to learn to handle, spiritually handle, the disappointment of losing a large sale that was going to give me at the time $1,800. I desperately needed that $1,800, which was going to cover at that time long ago, two months rent. And it was hard to learn to 
handle that disappointment spiritually. That was a muscle that did not want to be built. And I had many, many disappointments and sorrows in my season of poverty. But I will tell you that the muscle of resilience is like, well, let me put it this way. I live in Florida. This muscle to me is like putting hurricane shutters on your house. When the winds come, some trees come down, but ultimately your house stands. The muscle of resilience is a very heavy and wonderful muscle. And then we have the muscle of hope. So at some point, your situation may have been or may presently be dire. Uh, Maybe there is no visible possibility to get out of your bind. Well, hope, to me, is a muscle. And think of it this way. You may know people who are habitually negative, who don't know God and don't expect miraculous circumstances to ever be orchestrated out of thin air. But the muscle of hope being built at a time like this is very powerful because muscle has memory, right? So the muscle of hope will let you enjoy your future life. When challenges come, you won't be all caught up thinking that the little things are the big things. Your eyes will always be looking for the way out that you know the Lord will show you if you look to him for your answer and to his word. And finally, I want to mention the muscle of worth, of worth. If you have passed through a season of poverty, you then know what it is to have nothing visible on the outside with which to garner the favor of man. And yet, the Lord has reached out to you and brought you through your circumstance. You may have been invisible to others during this season of poverty, but you were noticed by him, by your Lord, and you were beautiful to him because you were rich in Christ. Your future to get out of your financial mess did not and does not depend on the fleeting attention of any human being, but on God. You have found out, I hope, what it's like to have a true belief in self, not based on some human sense of self-gratification, but seeing yourself through God's eyes, through the one who made you, through the one who died for you. Based, finally, on understanding your true and eternal worth to the Lord your God. So even if at one time you were very rich before your predicament of poverty, if you did not know the Lord, your future was hopeless. You just didn't know it. And now that you know him, trust him, depend on him, and are surrendered to him, your future looks bright And you can build that future on solid ground. Before we close, I want to share a few lessons that you can learn that are going to make you wealth blessed. Let me explain when I say the phrase wealth blessed. It's my own phrase. It means having enough wealth to not worry that at the end of the month, the rent or the mortgage will be paid. Having sufficient funds, and being more rich in Christ so that you know you have an abundance to share 
that's wealth blessed to me. So what are some lessons that you are going to have learned through this season of poverty? First, you'll know how to live on less, even after you have more. And knowing how to live on less means that when you do get more, you won't just spend it all on yourself. You'll be able to spend it on God's priority. Next, you'll know from your own experience that God can change your circumstances. Also, you'll be able to comfort and encourage others who are going through their season of poverty with truth and testimony and authenticity, not just making up nice platitudes to comfort them, but genuine testimony of what God can do for one who is in that awful season. Just a couple of more. Another lesson, you'll have by then hopefully purged yourself of sin during your time of need. You will have fully repented, I'm sure. God will have had your full attention and you'll have explored those areas that are not quite surrendered to him or not pleasing to him. And we all have those. You may not fully overcome your weaknesses. We are all works in progress, but you will be aware of them. They will have top of mind awareness. And so hopefully you'll think about it right before you get entrapped. God will have had your attention and you'll have explored those areas that are not quite surrendered to him or not pleasing to him. And you will have top of mind awareness when that kind of temptation is happening because it will have been something that you recently overcame. You'll know your unique personal financial weaknesses. Okay, just two more. You'll have genuine compassion and an affinity for those who are presently poor. Why? Because you were once one of them. You are just like them. You are them. They are you. What a gift it will be for you to be able to see others through godly eyes. And lastly, and this one is important, better remember this one. Having been through your season of poverty, poverty is humbling, and you'll have a safety valve on wealth. Imagine a safety valve to protect wealth. Humility is that safety valve for your money. God detests pride and says that those who have pride will lose what they have. Humility is a safety valve to protect you. You'll want to retain your humility because pride is the number one biggest threat to wealth. So I hope you've enjoyed hearing about muscle building and lessons so that you can realize that a season of poverty can be the greatest thing that ever happened to help you build wealth. Bye for now. Let's continue our conversation. Subscribe and be notified when the next episode airs. And if this has helped you find financial happiness, please share it. Let's close the gaps. 
heal the hurts, and put God at the center of our finances. Come visit me at elizabethbrickman.com, where subscribers receive additional content. And thanks to my co-producer and audio engineer, Tyler Harrison. Tyler Harrison.